Welcome to episode number 158 of the Tout Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We got some news to go over, kiddos. Um, it's been a while. But, yeah, it's been a little bit of a time. Um, but February starting off good uh, with a lot of news, a lot of movies coming out. February, some reason. I think it's ever since Deadpool. It kind of like changed the tides for February. It used to be a no man's land, but now uh, now it seems to be ripe <laughs> with information. Yeah. It's like we always say, it doesn't matter. I mean, it kind of does matter, but doesn't too much matter when movies come out because people are going to go to theater regardless. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. So. We'll talk about that. But first things first, let's get into Marvel TV movie news. Um, right now, uh, Sam Raimi might be up for the role of director for Doctor Strange 2. Um, we know Scott Derrickson is out. I also read today that Scott Derrickson didn't even get to work on the script for it um, with their co-writer, tweeted that out today. So they're starting from scratch, whatever they're doing, but they also have to hit that uh, release date, which I think is next November, which basically means you need to start filming like today or by the summer. So yeah, they got to get this figured out ASAP. Yeah, especially since we we kind of are led to believe that WandaVision is going to have something to do with uh, leading right into that. So um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is a time limit where, oh, it would be way out. Like, oh, this is coming out way too late for this to still uh, to work, but not really because it's Marvel and we're just going to wait for it. So <laughs> what's your thoughts on um, Sam Raimi possibly directing the second installment? I think it's wild, um, especially with these sudden, like, we'll talk a little bit these Raimi references that are coming out and the Sony verse side of things. Uh, so it would be kind of crazy. Uh, and I love all these like fan uh, things like boss logic with his like, for it, like bringing in the Raimi Spider-Man verse somehow. And, you know, and just doing the multiverse thing, like they say in the title. So who it's crazy. It's, I think he like you mentioned it prior to even it being a thing because it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, he even brought up Doc, Doctor Strange and what Spider Man Two, you know, I think. But I, uh, yeah, yeah, Spider Man Two. So I, I would be amazed if uh, Remy did this. I think it's like he hasn't done a movie since um, Drag Me to Hell, uh, at least helmed the movie, and he's worked with Disney in the past on Oz, the Great and Powerful, or whatever. But most importantly, he's done superhero movies. He kind of kick-started superhero movies, you know, at that time. Him and Brian Singer and... Uh, it's kind of right the yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. It holds up, you know. It's like... <laughs> so I'm okay with this, especially if it has more of a horror element. Um, I think that this would be the perfect choice. Um, going along with that, uh, Michael Waldron, um, one of the writers for Loki, is set to write it now. Uh, like I said, Scott Derrickson isn't even on the script writing. And then, for whatever reason, Rachel McAdams is out. Um, her character was absolutely useless in the first movie. Didn't even show up in Infinity War Endgame, so uh, I don't I don't care. Yeah, she goes like by the wayside, like the Netflix characters. Yeah, at least they brought Jane back, you know? So, like... <laughs> Rachel McKay. I don't even know what her character's name is. I, I, I think it's Rachel. I don't even care. It's stupid. Probably is. Love her. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I love her. You know, whatever. All right. So moving on. Um, Hulu is no longer going to be doing their uh, animated universe. So uh, Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler has been castled. And that Howard the Duck was, was that the one being written by Kevin Smith? Don't remember. Possibly. Okay. Or at least uh, rumored to be. Yeah. I don't know. Then you got He Man, so kind of makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. So it was announced last year um, that he was going to be doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, the Modoc series moving forward. Um, Hit Monkey is still, I can see that happening. I mean, they should do that. I guess for me, for this sort of thing, like because I don't have any 
real ties with any of these characters. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just take whatever it is that they decide to give me. And whatever they decide not to show me, well, I guess uh, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. On the other hand, it would be really cool to see, like, weird, bizarre adult things from Marvel. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get it with the other two. Um, but, eh, say lovey. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, you want to take this next one? Yeah, I mean, we don't really like to talk about rumors too much, but, um, you know, with the the introduction of the Skrulls in, in Captain Marvel um, and kind of the way they treated that uh, sect of sect of them, it would be, would be nice to kind of uh, see a Secret Invasion storyline play out. And that's actually been, uh, there's a rumor right now that it, there may be a series coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, how that would play out, I'm not sure, because sometimes I think that would be better in a more confined two-hour movie where you have bigger stars and characters. Um, because what are these scrolls doing? You're spending all your money on CGI to have them infiltrate society, and that's the story, you know? So I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but I, w- I think it's uh, too broad for the idea. Yeah, I'm just going to treat this one as a rumor for right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Seagunner Invasion is the thing that they've been shopping around after Endgame. You know, what are they going to do next is the big thing, and, and that was the obvious choice with the introduction of the Skrulls and, and Captain Marvel. So maybe, you know? But they've also got the X-Men up their sleeve. And, you know, we talked about it last time. We do get to see Madripoor in uh, Loki, or not Loki, uh, Winter Soldier and um, in Bucky and Falcon, whatever. So maybe we're going to see something related to that. Obviously, we'd like Doom. Give me a Fantastic Four series before you give me a Secret Invasion series. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. All right. So uh, continuing out of the the Raimi-verse... Apparently, there's another connection in the Morbius movie. We saw uh, that poster, which had Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man uh, in the background. And now we find out that the Daily Bugle uh, logo that's being used in Morbius is the one from the Raimi uh, cinematic world as well. So does Morbius have ties to just Tobey Maguire? What's going on here? Well, I mean, how is J.K. Simmons in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So where where is this multiverse tie? And they're setting it up. I mean, that's it's there. It was kind of teased with Mysterio, but then, you know, it was a red herring. Um, but I, I think that and they're going there, um, especially with with Into the Spider-Verse being so popular as it is for Sony, I can see Sony going like, hey, this is our last attempt. Let's just go balls to the wall and, and do something crazy where we can just tie everything in, and then Marvel Marvel has to play along. So I don't, I don't know. It just, I think we have some pretty crazy stuff ahead of us, and we can speculate all we want, but there's a lot of clues, too. Yeah. I just want to see, we're of the, I guess, minority though the movies made a lot of money of like liking those amazing spider-man movies i like to see something get tied in with that i think you know if we if we saw a scene with tom holland andrew garfield and tory mcguire i think everybody would lose their minds and that movie would make a billion dollars just based off of that i really feel like the andrew garfield spider-man would be like the peter b parker with the trench coat and just kind of like sloppy I, don't know. I know they wrote it after the his, his, his wife or his girlfriend died, so I guess he's got the most uh, yeah. depression stuff. I could see, I could see him playing that character. We'll see, we'll see. Um, speaking of Sony, uh, they've announced an untitled Marvel movie coming out on ten eight twenty one. They locked in that date. Any any speculation as to what you think it might be, knowing that we have Venom two. Um, Geez, we know that Spider Verse is like 2022. I don't know. Craven, Black Craven has been really heavily rumored right now. Um, there was actually something the other day floating around. I, I saw that that resurfaced once again. Um, so it could be that. Um, I was thinking maybe if if oh no, because when does Venom come out? 
next year. Um, I thought it was, oh, it's not this year, right? It was supposed to be this year, right? It's supposed to be. Okay. I don't know. I think maybe it's a... Who knows, man? I don't even want to speculate. Who's the Sinister Six? It's right probably now? it's probably Madam Web. Oh God! Who's the Sinister <laughs> Six right now? It's Vulture. We did get that tease at Scorpion. Yep. Uh, Mis- no, Mysterio's dead. Um, Morbius, right? So that's three. Venom, four. Carnage. Maybe I can't see Carnage. Carnage is no, he's a wild card. He's <laughs> Yeah, he would be the anti. But then there's like, when are we gonna get our um, Doc Ock? Norman, yeah, Doc Ock or Norman Osborn. You know. Yeah, I know. So I don't know. Let's go back over to the Disney Plus. Tom Holland doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Loki adds actress uh, Gugu. Uh, I can't even say her name. I'm really. There'll be another name like that later on. I know she's. A great actress, though. Uh, she was in San Junipero. She's in a bunch of other stuff. That's, that's a good actress. And what role is she? I don't know. We don't know anything about this Loki movie because that's another thing. When we talk about multiverse, you know, him stealing the Tesseract and going off like this movie, he could be going and going all through time and space and he could be friggin Doctor Who in this this show. And we got. I guess we didn't put down was Owen Wilson. That's not really old news at this point either. Wild stuff, man. These Disney series, that Super Bowl trailer got me really excited. Yeah, I did too. It was 30 seconds. It was good though. Yeah. All right, let's jump jump ship. <laughs> yeah. DC TV movies. Uh, the Batman, Peter Skarsgård is Gil Coulson. Um, that's an alias. He's probably Hush. In my opinion, is a real character, and he's a DA, or or he's Harvey Dent, or I don't think he's gonna be hush. I don't think they're ready for that shit, man. You have to have the character introduced just as Harvey Dent, you know, and not go the two face route, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have him be Gil Colson and have him be a DA, but it's just like we always say this. When you already have 75, what is it, 80 years, um, excuse me, of uh, material, like, just just stick to the fucking script. Read the comic, point to a name, and put them in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so dumb at this point when you do these kind of things. So, anyway, whatever he is, I just don't want them to, to waste the talent of this amazing actor on some random-ass character that nobody, like, Rachel Dawes. In the in the movies, the Nolan movies, who cares? Well, nobody because they have the, they changed the actress anyhow. Yeah, and then really... they killed her because she's useless. So right. I just don't want to, you know. And I don't have any problems with Katie Holmes or Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's just like why create these characters when you already have storylines with pre-existing characters? Well, not only that, it, it created a storyline that Batman wouldn't even go down. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about Birds of Prey, unfortunately. Um, the problem is that it didn't make any money. Uh, yeah. cost $85 million, rumored. It made $81 million worldwide um, in its first weekend. So likely it will make its money back. It's going to take a while to get there. Um, so DC jumped the gun, did a change um, just for... SEO purposes and some theaters did it too to to bring up some uh, box office rankings. So now it's called Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you were seeing it, say that again. When are you seeing it? I have no idea. Not for a while. Well, you you should probably go through some money at it. Um, so it's not. It's yeah. It's not like I don't want to. It's like. For me, it's timing, but um, everybody that I've talked to has, who has seen it have all liked it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a shame. But when you read those comments, you know, about why people didn't see it, and I, I've read some forums, and a lot of people didn't know that it came out. A lot mm-hmm. of people aren't familiar with the characters other than Harley. Um, they just think it's a waste of time. Yeah, uh, that was the debate between like Gotham City Sirens 
and Birds of Prey. And they opted to go with Birds of Prey because the because the lesser known characters and they wanted to try to introduce them. And it's like you and I are, are like, all right, fine. This is awesome. It can be like let's see Black Canary, let's see Huntress, Renee Montoya, whatever, you know, uh, and, and Cassandra Kane and all these like this it goes deep, man. Um and well, I, I want to really talk to you about it after you see it because I don't want to really ruin anything for you. And I do, I have things to say, <laughs> but I, I really liked it. Um, it's super violent. <laughs> it's like, it, it's just, it's, it, it's a very adult comic book movie. And it's, um, and I got some, you know, there's some Tarantino flair in there and um, strong, like I really enjoyed, um, I thought, you know, Argo Robbie continued really good Harley Quinn. Um, um, what's her name? I'm gonna call her JSB. Uh, her Black Canary. It's a really good rendition, man. It's it's. I um I was really surprised by how much I did like that character. Um, and she's badass. Um, but that's as far as I'm gonna go in you know in spoiler territory. So. Well, I hopefully... didn't feel bad because it's 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 a good movie. Yeah. Maybe a B plus. Yeah, hopefully word of mouth gets around and we get more yeah yeah the problem is like second weekend is second weekend is sonic the hedgehog and i'm sorry but for me you got someone who grew up with sonic the hedgehog and then you've got kids who like know sonic the hedgehog it's it's gonna destroy it that's the problem so anyway good news uh in the dc realm it won two Oscars um, for Joker. You got Best Actor from Joaquin Phoenix and Best Soundtrack from Hildor. I'm not going to say it, but which I hated that soundtrack. So great for them. Um, Original score. Whatever. That's what I mean. Sorry. Score. Correct. No, but that's the thing. That's the unique thing about it, too, though, because it was. Um, and I, you know what? I, from what I remember, I don't mind the score that much. I'd like to listen to it more, but. You think, what are you saying? It's not, what else could have beat it out? Is it hand me out? Star Wars? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Jojo Rabbit was very good music. Um, I haven't seen all of the best pictures and all of everything, so I can't say 100% which other ones, like, blew me away. But I remember, like, I remember Aquaman. And I remember immediately going and getting the score. Right. Like, no questions. Got it. Into the Spider-Verse. Can't think anything else about it. You know what I mean? Like, The Mandalorian. Like, there's just certain soundtracks that have caught out to me in the last few years. And that one was just like, I don't even remember. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was whatever. It just kind of flew into the background, in my opinion. We've got the Doom Patrol Season 2. Uh, the Chief's Daughter has been cast from Abigail Shapiro. Uh, whatever. N- not you know, great for her. I mean, whatever. I just want to see this next season. When's it? When's it out? She finished the first season. I haven't. I haven't quite exactly. Seen. So don't say words like whatever. And I meant whatever. Like come back. I just, no, want, I, to see, I I just want to see it. You know, come back to me after you watch it. Take I really time. do. You don't need to wait for your wife to watch it because she's gonna be grossed out and doesn't like it. So. Just do it. Freaked out. Um, Just do it. I will do that as soon as I finish this season of Sabrina. All right. And there is no uh, announcement date as of right now for DP season two. All right. That whole situation. Let me go off on my high horse just for one second about these streaming wars. HBO Max is creating its own uh, arm of movies called warner max and those will be mid budget movies so not 150 million not 10 million so somewhere in the middle there's nowhere where they said that they won't be producing dc content or obviously you know me i think that they've already should have been rolling out like 50 harry potter somethings because it's their biggest franchise outside of dc so anyway all that being said um I think they're just kind of waiting for this HBO Max thing before they start making these announcements for dates and stuff like Doom Patrol, etc. And I still don't know if DC Universe is going to stay. I still have belief 
in the next couple of years, it's gone and it all gets folded in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why Doom Patrol season two is a shared thing. Yeah, I know. Which it's is so the Girl, best, right? it's the best thing, right? Well, Stargirl shared between oh, share between DCU and CW and because yeah. that's that makes sense. So I mean, they're being smart. And what you just mentioned about these mid-budget movies makes a lot of sense because, like, I'm sitting down, I'm thinking, like, you know, it's really too bad that like Birds of Prey did bad. What if you didn't have to spend so much money on a movie and you could just make something better than the Arrowverse, which is decent, but not as crazy as the like you don't have to go into the movie like those big budgets. Just make like good movies, like make it like a Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie, like do these movies on your streaming service. Roll it all together because you know by when May comes around, I'm gonna pay. I'll pay for both as long as it takes because I do love it. You know I will. I love DC, so I'm gonna pay for it and I'll pay for HBO Max because I already pay for HBO now anyhow. So I'll get rolled into that. So, but my point is, it's like, like you can do a Catwoman movie at that at that at that level. You can do all these characters that are so street level in DC, kind of like what Marvel and Netflix did, but spend a little bit more money. So I, I just think that something like that would make a lot of sense. And your Harry Potter ideas, you know, should should happen, period. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, whatever. We could go on and on about it. We're, we're agreeing, and that's what matters, and we got other news to get to. All right, so let's go to comics. Um, I'm going to have you take over this one, because I read about it, but I didn't go too deep in it. Yeah, so remember Marvels? I do. Alex Ross. Kirk it was very beautiful. Yeah. So, so it's coming back um, in the form of the Marvels. It's going to be a new ongoing series. Uh, right now, I believe that Alex Ross is probably going to be doing cover art for him. Uh, so look forward to that, that announcement. But it's described right now as the biggest, wildest, most sprawling series ever to hit the Marvel Universe. And it will take readers across the Marvel Universe and beyond. So, yeah. Can I just say something really weird with this? Mm -hmm. So, you, in the press release that I read, it said a new ongoing series from Kurt Bysiak and Alex Ross with art from Sinner. Mm -hmm. So... It almost made it seem like they were writing it together. That doesn't seem like that would be ever anything that's going to happen, but it was just really weird the way that it read that I was like, okay, um, or, or you know, it's what you said, because if he's not doing the interiors, then he's got to be doing all of the covers and the other guy is just doing the interiors. But I don't know. It was a weird way that they wrote it that way and i'm just curious if they just said it so that they could throw alex ross's name on there well it it was created by busiak and ross originally right so, so i mean that's they have to kind of say i mean that universe that whatever multiverse it is it was created by those two so it's from the minds of them and i'm you know from okay we know as comic book people that you know the artist has a lot to do with the creation of a character as well so um why not yep. you know but that is also saying that um, the other guy will be doing the interior, you know. So, and we can just pray for the Ross covers. Yeah, that's he's it. been doing all the Captain America ones, so that's why. I, besides the amazing series, another reason why I, I, I buy those. Can't wait! Can't wait! Okay, you want me to take this one? Yeah. Uh, Juggernaut gets his own uh, solo series. His first ever solo series. Interesting. Just curious. So uh, Fabian Nichezzi is going to be writing it, who I like. And then Ron Garney will be drawing it. Um, Five-issue series um, takes place during the Dawn of X thing. So it's just curious because he's not on Krakoa because he's not an actual mutant. And he gets his powers from magic. And how does that all kind of work together when he's like, Related, well, you know, stepbrother of Professor X. So we'll see how that series goes because his character. I don't know. How do you write Juggernaut? He's he's the Juggernaut bitch. Yeah. No, I don't know. He's he's an extremely jealous character, angry. Um, so he's always wanting to get back at his stepbrother. So you always go on that narrative. Yeah. 
and somehow he can use his unstoppable powers to gain access to Krakoa. So we'll see. That's that's my thing. It's just Juggernaut being an asshole. Are you caught up? No, I'm so far behind, man. Then I won't say any what I was going to say. All right. Well, let's move on to DC then, <laughs> if you want to take these. Yeah, definitely. So um, the next chapter of Dark Knight's Metal, uh, the announcement is coming tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, February 12th. Or sh- we're uh, recording this on the 11th. Uh, so we'll, you know, by the time this is out, uh, we'll have the announcement. But there's been some pretty cool uh, art drops, some Capullo uh, of the tri- uh, the Trinity with long-haired Superman and badass Wonder Woman and Batman on a skull bike, you know. Whatever this this dark future is, there's a lot, a lot of crazy stuff going on in DC right now where um, there was this thing where people thought maybe the end of Snyder's Justice League rebooted the universe again. Um, the fallout from Doomsday Clock, all this stuff. And so... Yeah, I think it's just its own thing, right? <sighs> Though Metal did... We didn't have Nth Metal like that. It's the same it's all it's all connected, buddy. It's all connected. Buddy. Yeah. It's all connected. All right. Same writers, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, right. They're here to, you know, basically like sculpt the DC universe for the next generation. Uh, so, announcement is manana. Um, why don't you take this one? Uh, you wrote an article on it. Yeah. So, Shadow of the Batgirl. Um, there's a graphic novel that's coming out. You know, we've we've talked about how DC has been able to get into that niche marketplace for middle school age uh, people. So they're going to focus on Cassandra Cain and a little bit of her uh, stories um, that we haven't seen before. So how did she, you know, happen upon Barbara Gordon and how did that set her on her path? So a story by Sarah Kuhn and artwork by Nicole Gao who works on Gem and the Holograms, which is actually a good comic. Um, so that's out. I think that might be out to buy now. It came out on the 29th. It is. It's a, little, it's a couple weeks old. So. It is. But yeah, just thought that was good, especially since she's in Birds of Prey right now. So if you guys want to get more familiar with that character um, and her origins a bit, check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and then lastly, in um, DC News, comic news, they teased uh, the free comic book day, uh, I guess, issue, big issue, whatever, tie in launching the future uh, next phase. Uh, it's called Generation Zero, which is, I'm sure, a very much used name of things. But um, what got me is the art from it. And it really blew my mind because uh one of my favorite characters is Wally West, and he's been really put to the test uh, as of late in the DC uh, universe from Heroes in Crisis and now in Flash Forward. And some spoilers here, uh, but it looks like Wally will be <laughs> fused in the in in light of like Dragon Ball Z with Doctor Manhattan's power, and somehow he also has the um, the power of the Mobius chair. Um, you know, so I, I don't know how this all happens, uh, but it's, it, it, it actually really blows my mind. So, yeah. And it's free, which is wild. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it like block them in. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you need I know, to buy what's coming up because here's your free, free story and now you're hooked. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited that that art really blew my mind. Yeah, that one will definitely be a uh, let's get that yeah. on that day. First week of May, first Saturday in May, people. Um, awesome, awesome. And then we have, from the creators of Valiant, we have Bad Idea. Um, the, the minds behind Valiant relaunch. Correct. So... Uh, you know, we're, we're big fans over here of Valiant and what Dinesh did over there. Um, though he's no longer with the company, he poached all of the best people. And they created Hivemind, which is an umbrella company uh, to this bad idea, which will be a comic book company launching in May. 
Um, the first comic is going to be ENIAC uh, from Matt Kent and Doug Greatwaite. So here's the problem, kids. Yeah. It's only rolling out to 20 comic book shops, period, uh, across the United States, not internationally, uh, not online. Um, we don't know what the comic book shops are in the 20. It sounds like they don't either. At least they don't have all of them picked. And these comics are probably going to be worth so much money because it's going to be insanely hard to get them. And when you have names behind them like Jody Hauser, Matt Kent, Jeff Lemire, Eric Hessier, I mean, you've got the best writers who worked over at Valiant, Fred Van Lenty, um, are all doing stuff for them. I want all of them. I don't even know what the hell they all are. You know, this one just got announced today. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good and it's bad. So let me let me pose this question. So say there was one that that was carrying this, these these comics in the Bay Area or San Francisco, and I went there. They will. All right, and so like I go there and I reserve a copy and I get a copy, regardless. Yes, because of the way that they're making the limited copies, you I order. Yes, you, somebody who directly orders, will have no problem getting it. So, for me too. If you, um, yes, you can. I will say this, and they haven't. You can't order the comics. It's just the shipping is probably going to be as much as the comic is. So, and a lot of people are complaining about that. But there is a mail order service. Um, I pay for comics from TFAW and Midtown every once in a while, and, I, and I'd and have to bite that cost. So if it's something I really want, like Mark Millar, I just do it. Never mind. We can talk later about that. <laughs> yes, so I will, um, I'll be finding us a shop. You're going to have more access on the West Coast than I will. If oh. I lived in New York City, you know what I mean? But I bet you anything... Because I know some of the people who worked in um, in sales. You went in Buffalo. Huh? It'll be one in Western York somewhere. Well. Toronto. No, it's not international. It's not international. I was going to say, I don't think they'll go to a midtown. I bet you they'll stick yeah. to somebody like maybe, uh, what is it down there? Um, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet, yeah. I could see them doing something like that instead. Because... I don't think that they want to go after these big companies that kind of screw people over. I'm Mark, okay. You imagine like if that Mark's place one was still open, probably there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See Mark's place. See Mark's. Yep. So, um, only in we'll get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So this is a good spot for a commercial break. We'll be right back. reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news reviews interviews and so much more so as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel dfat comics is the publishing branch of don't forget a towel.com the only place to travel geekly Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back after those luscious commercials, and we're going to go on to some TV news. Um, we've got three more series coming from Ruby uh, Animation. They did that series that was kind of like a, almost like Pacific Rim, it, it kind of seemed like. And I know that had a really good critical acclaim. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was one of the voices in that. So the animation studios continuing to do what they've been doing and put out some more studio stuff. Um, do you happen to watch that series? I heard it's great. Yeah, Ruby I started to watch. I watched a lot of it. Um, but not that one. It, no. It's just... That animation, 
it's great it's 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 really cool <laughs> yeah it is it's like cell shaded and yeah. some cool stuff too so um so that's good is that rooster teeth yes that is right yeah yep yep exactly all right so then we are also getting us that thundercats roar um finally i think it got announced last something but it's coming out in 11 days from the time of this recording yeah i'm so confused by that um i really thought it was out bombed and went away so i guess it just got so much like crap from the internet and (laughs) and angry fans uh that i don't know that's that's (laughs) it's kind of funny that it's just going out now to me yeah, I still want to see it. You know, the animation looks stupid. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. So um, I'll check it out just to see what it's going to be like. You know, I'm not really a big fan of the animation of she but the show's good. So we'll take a look and find out what it's like. Uh, moving on, we've got Why the Last Man um, has lost its star. Um <laughs> Barry Kogan exits uh, after losing the showrunners and everything else on this thing. Um, you know, the cast, for the most part, is still there. All the females in the show, as he's the only male. Um, but, yeah, this is another blow, that's it, to this production. It just doesn't seem to be able to to catch a break and who knows if this show is even never going to come out. That's what it seems like at this point. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things sometimes where like you keep getting all these things and it's like, do you just give up? Like if you just kind of keep get kicked down, do you just stop? I mean, the sad part is it would be pretty good shit, you know, <laughs> but it's too bad. It is. Oh well. It is. Um, Altered Carbon season two. Uh, we got that trailer the other day. Uh, Anthony Mackie comes in, uh, shows up, takes over for um, what's his Joel name? Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. Yep. And um, this is coming to Netflix on the twenty seventh of February. Yeah, this this is something I actually watched a lot longer after it came out. And it still feels like it took forever to come out. So I can't even imagine those people that binge watched the first day. It's a great show. And I'm really excited for this this, uh, this next season. I'll have to watch it. We yeah. um, we were looking for a new show and we forget about this one and we started Mindhunter. Hmm. So good. So good. You would love it. I mean, it's literally... I mean, David Fincher, right? And he directs the majority of the episodes. Awesome. So it's just another David Fincher movie. I've been looking for something new to watch. Uh, I gotta watch. Um, what's that? Uh, the crime show on HBO. Outlander. <laughs> no, I'm watching. Oh, True Detective. Oh yeah, that, yeah, True Detective. That's what I have to watch the third season of. So, so good. Um, and then finally, TV news: Mark Ruffalo, um, might be taking over as the lead to a Parasite series that's coming to HBO. This is a rumor. Yeah. Um, as you know, we'll just say Parasite won uh, first foreign language film in history to win Best Picture. Um, to be honest with you, when there's movies that are like so big, I didn't even watch the trailer. I don't even know what it's about, and I couldn't tell you anything about it. Like I watched Toy Story four today. I didn't even watch a trailer for it. And I was like, oh, this is what this movie's about. Okay, I love it, because it's Toy Story, and I love all of them. But anyway, I have no idea what this is. I'll see it, but uh, cool, Mark Ruffalo. It's funny. I'm the same way. It's like I've been looking up synopsis for Parasite, and I'm just like, you still can't get a gist of what it's about. So I'm just going to watch it. I like that guy. To be quite honest with you, the director, I've seen all of his other movies, and I like them all. Um, I've seen like his Korean stuff from back in the day like i just i'm gonna like it i have no doubt in my mind no do you watch those piercer i don't know chris evans is in it you would know 
you would love that movie. You would absolutely love it. It's based off a comic. You would. Pff, that's right up your alley, man. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, watch that. Okay. Um, we got trailer for nine or Fast and Furious nine or Fast <laughs> nine or Fnine. Finale. Um, trailer looked bonkers, as always. Friggin' those movies, I could watch them all day. I love every single one of them for their own stupid reasons. And, um, you know, I know that there's at least one more with all of these guys, which Vin Diesel just hinted that there might be a two-parter for ten Part one and part two. Fine. Whatever. Bring X, it on. X squared. Another triple X movie. Right. <laughs> it all bleeds uh, together in the end. It's actually one cinematic universe you didn't know. Exactly. With the with the last witcher or witch hunter or whatever <laughs> that guy. And, <laughs> and Riddick. And Riddick, yeah. So um Damn. it's been sanity. It's uh, the, Vin, the Vin multiverse. It is, man. And then this trailer just came out of effing nowhere. Um, <laughs> Spiral, which is a new Saw film, which is starring Chris Rock and, and Samuel L. Jackson, produced by Chris Rock, and then directed by Darren Lynn Bossman, which I don't know what he's been doing lately, but you know he's the guy who pretty much uh, took over the, um, the uh, Saw franchise. But... You know, is James Wan still in the mix there, too? Probably. Producer credit? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, Darren Lynn Bossman just did this thing, uh, St. Agatha. So, anyway. Um, I'm in. Sure. You want to give me another Saw movie? Fine. It, weird. It's weird. Especially with such big names. Awesome. It's so weird. Um, He-Man indefinitely postponed. What's your thoughts on that? For me, um, Master of the Universe fan, um, it makes a lot of sense. It's just been in turmoil since day one, um, and now with two series coming on Netflix, it's a good, it's a really good time to kind of see what the response is to that. And hey, maybe we should just do a you know, Master of the Universe movie on Netflix instead of spending like a ton of money, like and and doing it, trying to do it in like theater that where it might fail, but on and Netflix where you might be able to get away with a budget that would work with also some Netflix producer you know money behind it. Yeah, I, I just I just think that they're really going to test the waters with with how popular He Man still is with these two series, especially with the Kevin Smith one. And now with the one that I'm betting is going to be tied into the Shira series somehow. It's almost confirmed as that, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's let He Man happen the way it did before, and then let's not make the same mistake of of a uh, He Man movie like they did. Learn from the I'm, past. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, well, I'll kind of talk about it with the next thing too. It's kind of like just they're both Sony's. Um, Sony doesn't have a great track record as well and um i feel like just uh, like you said wait and then we'll see i also wasn't convinced of that kid being he-man no you know i like that kid um but i like him for his rom-com stuff i don't i don't know you know not that not to say that people can't change but well he didn't have to be he-man he could just be adam true that's true. Um, and then, so what I was hinting at is Uncharted, um, another Sony movie. It's coming out March 5th, 2021. I don't care. To be quite <laughs> honest with you, unless it's Nathan Fillion or somebody very much like him, I do not care. I don't want to see a young Nathan Drake. And based off of that eight-minute video that Nathan Fillion did with, like, $20, you know what I mean? And his friends. That was the Uncharted movie that I needed. <laughs> you know, all the the only difference is, is that like they didn't go to some weird exotic locale and, and make him do all that treasure hunting. But for what they did, it was great. 
So if you want to throw me a $50, $80 million Uncharted movie that's basically just the game, you know what I mean? Like, But with Nathan Fillion, again, that's what I want. That's what the fans want. I haven't read one person say that they think this is a good idea with Tom Holland. Nowhere. Nowhere is that online. It's definitely not on defense. No. It's, it's the only place that matters. Um, <laughs> and then um, talking about other things that maybe don't need to exist, but they're going to. Lethal Weapon 5 is in the works with the original crew and director. I don't know. You know, he was getting too old for this shit 40 years ago. What's he getting too old for now? He's like on death's door. Yeah, Actually, he's like he's in Jumanji. Not, he's been doing good, uh, Danny Glover. But pff, here's the thing. I love Lethal Weapon movies. I'm going to see this. It's just a weird thing that got announced. Ah, true sequels. Old, old man Briggs. Yeah, I know, man. And like, maybe Joe Pesci will continue to act and he'll come do it. And Chris Rock's there. And you know Is what Renee I mean? Like, dead? huh? Was Renee, Renee Russo killed in those movies? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Jet Full Lee. reunion. It's the first time I saw Jet Li. Yes. Um, and then speaking of old things, Turner and Hooch. It's going to be a remake for Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't care. This makes sense for Disney+. Plus. The thing is, like, I like about this is that just what we talked about earlier, they're spending probably $20, $30 million to make these things. Like, uh, what was that other one um, with the dogs? Lady and Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. Noel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these mid-level movies. Mid-level movies. These are good. These are good they're ideas. Tractors for your streaming service. Yeah, absolutely. It's smart as fuck. Oh, yeah. there's the F word for the day. Damn it. Yeah, I dropped mine way earlier. Um, and then finally, Matrix Four is officially shooting in San Francisco. So, Chris. Oh, I know it is. Yeah, I've seen the photos. Yep. So, photos of Keanu Reeves uh, and Carrie and Matt Moss are on set right now. Um, no idea what this movie's about. No idea how this movie even is existing you know maybe the the computer had a backup hard drive who knows the system yeah um so i will are the wachowskis back Hmm. this is they are one of them is did you watch sense8 i did not i i started it that's another i'm gonna start my list i have a list of things for 2020 I have all my goals written down. I have all the things that I want to read, everything I want to watch. Um, And then I also am writing and playing video games. Then I have the things that I like need to read, need to watch. And then what I've completed so far this year. It's been pretty good. It's actually kind of crazy writing the things that I have completed done. So something to think about, especially for you right up your alley. Sense eight. Oh my gosh. So good. Those Wachowski siblings, man. All right. So let's switch over to gaming news. I'm going to have you take over. All right. So Atari has announced that they're going to be building like a hotel experience. Um, There's actually two announced in the Bay Area uh, where I live, which is wild. Um, But I'll come right down, buddy. Yeah. It's going to be providing the Atari experience to their state. I mean, this is interesting to me in a, like a Blade Runner type type way, I guess. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, I mean, what a way to stay relevant, I guess. I mean, if you if you have the money to invest in hospitality and you're going to try to get into that like niche, like group. Um, yeah, especially out here. I mean, with the, it's like, it's the gateway to Asia. So, I mean, why not? I want to stay in one. Or at least I want to see it. You know, yeah. I definitely go inside the hotel and check you, it out. You come out here, we'll stay there. Yeah, it's just um, it's really cool how they're playing on nostalgia like that, and and it has an opportunity to actually turn a profit. Um, yeah. If it works, who knows? Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be really cool depending on design. Yeah. Um, 
Next up, Nintendo Switch lounges are being um, built into airports. And so this is kind of along the same way, uh, wavelength of what we just talked about. Um, just integrating video gaming into everything. Um, so it's kind of cool. I mean, go into the lounge, play the Switch, see, like find other people to play Switch games with, pass the time. I mean, what a, like we live in the generation that can totally entertain ourselves. I love this idea. Um, it's simple. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It just kind of makes sense to me. Um, I don't know why it has to be Switch specific, but whatever. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that the, the social aspect of the Switch and it being portable. Yeah. And right. Nintendo is backing it. So, I mean, I'm sure that the influ- like they, they want you to bring your own Switch. They're probably aren't any there but there's like it's nintendo themed everywhere you can plug it in maybe to a bigger tv um do party games with people just you know that whole experience yeah that's cool i like that idea um next up coming to your console borderlands 3 has announced the next event called broken hearts day uh in association you know with uh, valentine's day (laughs) coming up Borderlands going to do the opposite because mayhem and misery. Um, <laughs> so that'll be that'll be released this week. Yeah, I'm, uh, and they increased the level cap in that game too. Yes, yes, interesting. Um, it's they're going the destiny route, mm-hmm. and and I love it that it's basically going to be an endless game, which it should be. You know, it took forever for these games to come out. I just need to, we just need to get back into it. Yep. That's all it is to it. We do, we do. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then in other video games that we love, um, rumor has it that the next Batman Arkham game is going to be a reboot, a la the Batman. <laughs> um, you know, so I could see this happening in a way. Um, I, maybe they could go back be before arkham you know arkham asylum um so why not um but let's just let's just face the facts here that this game needs to come out sooner than later well so like just expanding on that a little bit you know how they've been rumoring that um superman by the same same style but a superman game uh-huh so what they want to do supposedly is create a um a universe of games so you'll get superman and then in the next game you'll get to play as the entire bat family and there will be co-op in the game as well which makes sense you know with what they did um in the last games so i you know you had that whole co-op but you're the one doing it all you know with robin and everything like that so it's going to be, you know, they still, that announcement, or sorry, the uh, glitches that they keep showing from Court of Owls, like, I think that's still going to be in there, but, you know, it's just another Batman in his prime, and he's not dead, like, spoiler alert, happened at the end of Arkham Knight. So, of course, it's a reboot. It's just, Batman never dies, and they don't have to go on and explain, how did this happen, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just makes sense to me. It's just a fucking Batman game, so... Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Call it whatever you want. But if you want to give me the Bat family, I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, but definitely with you. Lego Batman 2 is one of the greatest Batman games of all time because you got to play the entire Justice League, and it was a great story with the Joker and, and Lex Luthor teaming up. So um, you give me the opportunity to like go from Batman to The Flash to Green Lantern, that's the game I want. A live-action version of, of that game. <laughs> all of it. All of it. All of it, my friend. All right. Go on. Want to get into something crazy? Yeah. Let's talk about some Star Wars news. Spoiler news. Spoiler news, guys. So um, if you have not read Darth Vader number one, most recent launch series, uh, the Great Peck uh, written one. Um, pause it or go silent right now um, because let's talk about the uh, let's talk about this comic. 
uh, from start to finish a little bit, just real quick. I thought they they did a wild job of um, just taking Anakin's psyche and all those events and just how and tying them into like the confrontation with Luke so well. I, I was just like I was really really blown away by that to begin with. Yep. I um I'm reading this comic and you know, we've already seen a few Vader series. Um we had who who did it? Soul was on one and it was amazing. Who was the first one by though? Gillen? Kieran Gillen, yeah. So that was the one that ran, you know, alongside the original Star yeah. Wars one. The Soul one was immediately after Revenge of the Sith. There was that Dark Vision. No, Dark Visions? Yeah, but that was just one off. That was all yeah, that was like a multi multiverse tale kind of Elseworlds tales. Um but this is this is gonna be running alongside, you know, post Empire Strikes Back. Uh, running alongside the new Charles Soul Star Wars series, so this is this is a time frame that you and I have really been waiting for to see what happens with it. Um, and this is already starting to lay lay the groundwork for kind of you know the beginning of what they want to do with it. Um, definitely the Luke and Vader um, uh, you know dynamic and and getting to that. So did you did you uh, what did you think about all that? I thought this was better than the Star Wars. I read those two, um, and I liked it. I just, it's, because I love Shadows of the Empire so much, and you know what I mean? You have, I still have that feeling in the back of my head that we're going to get that, that we're going to see Dash, or we're at least going to see Shizor, or you know what I mean? Like something's going to happen shadows wise because this is the time i i can't see how they won't i i just think they have a lot of time to work with they do uh, I, well the hunters coming year, out right what's that well sorry chronologically speaking there's a year between yeah so that's yes, a lot of time to work with man yeah and so i mean if this is directly after empire strikes back to the point where shadows the empire could happen with a six-month period even you know or even a three-month period so I think that I, as as somebody who is watching this this you know the, the evolution of what Disney is doing with Star Wars right now, I think that there's going to be some fan service dealt out. And if there isn't, I won't be super disappointed. I will be disappointed, but I would understand also that this is not the this is not the Shadows of the Empire that we were hoping for. <laughs> well, we get more fan service in the comics than we do. Definitely cinematically, so I think that we'll we'll get some sort of payoff. Um, but just directly speaking to your point about Vader number one, it was a really good comic. We've seen him going to a psyche, like in that one where he apparently dreamed that Shiv created him, even yeah. though that was weird, and like all that was in there. And you you know you've seen some breaking, literal breaking of of Vader's psyche when it comes to Padme and stuff like that. Um, this one came full circle with what could be Padme at the end of the comic. So, um, which really blew my mind and really was just like, what the fudge are they doing in this comic? So I, I really, you know, that one issue has, like I said, that keyed into me more than the two issues from the new star Wars series, even though I love soul. I just, I think he's kind of a little bit caught up on Lando and he did a great Lando run um that little mini series he did a fantastic job soul did but i just i don't know uh i'd rather focus on luke to be quite honest with you for post empire strikes back i think but, that will get it there's a lot I of think, yeah, we will. There's a lot of comics man they did 70 what 70 something issues with the original run so yeah but isn't that also three years what's the time difference between new hope and empire strikes back it's a while I always, I, thought was, I always thought it was about the same time period, but maybe you're right, two, three years. Anyways, um, I just, I, I mean, you can tell stories at the pace you want to. That's my point. And so, you know, if they get in, like, I haven't read those first two issues because actually I just, I put them into storage right away and I, I got sent this Darth Vader comic on accident 
um, because I'm trying to collect these these Empire Strikes Back variants. But I read it. I read I read it, and I actually really loved it that I got to read it physically. And yeah, that Padme appearance at the end really just like it it blew my mind because I it was so unexpected. And you know, there's a lot of explanations that could happen, but then in the back of your mind, you're still like, what if? What if she really didn't die and they just faked her death? Right. Exactly. It's so wild if that is like I don't want to get like crazy about it because I'm sure it's a red herring of some sort, but right. Uh, what if? So <laughs> crazy. What is this? But that's a that's the beauty of these stories. If they yeah. can get us really excited like that, I'm just I'm even more happy. So well, what time is it anyways? Oh man, it is time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts, uh, let's get into a little news. Uh, so Super 7 has put up the second series of their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate figures. Uh, the pre-order right now is going through March 2nd. Uh, these are figures in um, designed after the ones you know that we grew up with, uh, the original toys. Uh, so there's some funny things like the original uh, Shredder head sculpt where like the eyebrows are on the helmet and these really cool attention to detail things that uh super seven is doing with them so like pink face bebop uh you know so i wish i wish that i had unlimited funds where i could be i, I started collecting these but i haven't uh and i won't uh so <laughs> unfortunately but right now like i said they're up for pre-order uh they're also you can order them individually which is a step by super seven that we've talked about a little bit uh, you pay a little bit more for the figures, but at least you don't have to buy the whole wave. Yeah, they're forty-five dollars a figure, which is blockers. Um, yeah, seven inch. Yeah, I. That's it. it. It's the price point. Thirty, I'd stretch myself, and I understand, and I get it, but like that's it. It is, but if it's if if you're willing to spend the money for that that level then you're gonna do it but me i'm like hey i'm collecting at the NECA level yep yeah it's harder to get but i'm i need to ask you to f- try to find me that rock steady and bebop if you can yeah um, <laughs> but um yeah i'm already there so and they're they're just as cool so yeah i love the i love the attention detail like on the you know original vintage stuff but hey we can only buy so much <laughs> Exactly. Well, you could uh, get what's next. We got a Robocop reaction two pack with ED209 and Mr. Kinney. Uh, so kind of a you know one of the, one of the greater parts of those 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 movies. Uh, and it actually has it where like he's shot in his chest by the by the the mech. So that's up. I love I love the reaction figures. Um, I'm not getting this personally, but I do love when they do this weird stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. That's all, you know. I like, well, I love RoboCop, so I like that they focused a little bit on that Paul Verhoeven violence for this one. Yeah. It was ridiculous to see it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, next up in Mezco news, we did get a teaser for Thanos uh, like a week and a half ago, I guess. And I really thought it was gonna be like, hey, here's a Toy Fair figure. It's coming, you know, for preview for Toy Fair. Um, but it ended up going up for, uh, you know, pre-sale. And so um, it's funny because the original face sculpt they had, people complained about. And so they came out and fixed that. So you know that Mezco is very reactive to their fan base and their buyers. So um, it's cool that they do that kind of stuff. I love it. But, you know, it was crazy that Thanos was all of a sudden just available for pre-order. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. We'll get more versions of them. This is just number one. Yeah. Yep. Just the um, speaking of Toy Fair teases, though, uh, so we've been getting these Batman villains uh, as of late. We know that KG Beast has already been up for pre-order. Uh, Mr. Freeze is coming, but now Which we're getting Two Face. What's that? I want that Freeze. That Freeze is going to be like Thanos Price. It's going to be okay. awesome. So that will pay for it. Hopefully it's not a, hopefully it's, maybe it's going to be exclusive. 
uh, but we'll see. But um, Two-Face, I kind of figure that should be done in this line, you know, with the suit and the soft goods. Uh, his teaser's up and flipping the coin and whatnot. So I think that I'm, I'm really excited for this one, um, regardless. Um, because I just, I like when Mezco does what they do best, and that's doing figures like James Gordon and maybe possibly the Riddler coming up. Um, anybody with a, like, clothing. I want a black mask figure, but I didn't want that one with a black suit, you know? Give me the white suit, black mask. So, um, yeah, two phases coming. I can't wait for Toy Fair. It's it's next week. So it is. Look yeah, they pushed uh, it back a week because usually, typically, it comes out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was the first year they did it. Yeah, so I think it's. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait. Cannot wait. It's the most wonderful time of the year, as we like to say. Sure is. It sure is. Um. And then finally, uh, today, Funko Pop the Child is the best-selling pop of all time. And not that I had any doubt that that would happen. Crazy, 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 crazy. I think it's just one of those things that, um, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of goes all around to anybody. Like, it's universally, like, everyone finds it adorable, even if they're not Star Wars fans. So they just have to have that thing. It's yeah. so cute. So I have mine coming, or two of them. I can't remember how many I bought. So. Oh, you actually <laughs> bought it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't buy a pop. Yeah, as soon as it came out. Sure. I'm I think I bought a pop. I bought the Sideshow. I bought the I bought, I bought the um, Mattel. No, I, I bought the Hasbro one. I bought the Black Series one. There you go, man. I don't need no bobblehead pop. God. Everyone you need a, you need a good pop is a DC pop. Uh, Solid heads, my friend. Solid heads. Disagree. <laughs> I just I know. It's whatever you prefer, my friends. Yeah. All right, guys. So, um, Casey, where can you find us? We are on don'tforgettotowel.com, the only place to travel geekly, as well as all over your social media accounts at DFA Towel, Instagram, uh, Facebooks. Twitter, Snapchat, Squarespace, MyFace, UBlock. Yeah. Did you know that they have face filters of us on Snapchat now? Do they? No. No. I thought everyone could look like us? That's something we should do for the comic. It would be like that Come to Daddy video by Apex. (laughs) Anywho, um... This is Casey saying go out there and read some comics. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.